What's Up EBQ is a proud member of the Borellos Podcasters Guild. What's up, Albuquerque? On today's episode, our instructor gives you some life lessons which involve a terrible boss, being fed up with orders, and the joy of saying, I quit. Now, the boss is fabulous, he's thrilled to take your order, and he only quits at the end of the day. So, what's the message of this valuable lesson? The only thing that's holding you back is that little voice in your head, because I had it for years, but I finally just said, F*** it, what do I gotta lose? I've rebuilt my life from scratch three times at least. Meet and greet this athlete and take receipt of the treats replete in his smoked meats. This introduction is complete, and it's What's Up ABQ. Let's see. What's up, Albuquerque? This is Lindsay. And this is Ryan. And this is season two of What's Up, ABQ. So what's up, Albuquerque? This is Lindsay. And this is Ryan. And today we are interviewing... Mike. <laughs> so tell us, Mike, tell us, uh, tell us what you do. What's your thing? So I do barbecue. Um, I, I smoke barbecue, sell it out of a truck, and people seem to like my meat. So there's that. <laughs> there's that. Um, I know that I am a big fan of your food truck. What got you started? Like, what, what, was, what was the kind of process for that? What was, like, the, like, the fuck it and say just do yeah, it? Yeah, let's buy a truck and let's smoke it. So what uh, ended up, what ultimately was the decision, I've been kicking around Mighty Mike's for years. Um, never had the balls to do it. Never had the balls to pull the trigger. You know, because who am I? I'm just, I'm just some asshole. Uh, you know, some punk guy. But what happened was two years ago, I actually had a heart attack in my gym during deadlifts and during cardio. I, I brushed it off, thought it was just the cardio stuff. But then I was at work the next day and had another heart attack. Uh, so I went to the doctor. Um, I told him my symptoms, uh, chest pain, chest and pain, and radio, blah, blah, blah. They put me in an ambulance right away. They sent me to the heart hospital. Uh, Dr. Kim said that I was having a major heart attack. My first night in the hospital, he said I had to slow down. And I'm a young man, this, this, and that. Um, if it wasn't for me working out, if it wasn't for me staying healthy, I would have died. He goes, hands down, you would have died today if it wasn't for the way you're active. He goes, but you need to slow down. In my head, what I heard after he left was, well, basically I translated to the slow down is I don't want to die working for somebody else. I beat to my own drum. I've always kind of done whatever the fuck I want when I wanted to do it. The company I was working for um, was privately owned but was becoming corporatized. And I just don't work good in those situations because one, my mouth, two, my attitude. And I, I don't take orders for people good. Um, I would tell customers, uh, grocery store managers, um, big corporate guy managers to fuck off. <laughs> I feel like that's just what all of us want to do at some point. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the option with me is like, you could either shut up or fight me. Uh, and, and it doesn't, I don't care how big you are, who you are, or who you think you are. The path that I grew up, the, the way that I live, you could either, I'll respect you, you respect me. If not, we could fight. And ultimately, I'll either beat the respect into you 
are you beating the respect into me for for me to have high respect for you? I, I know that's like a savage way of thinking, but that's just how I grew up. My dad was a brawler. He was tough. You know, the way I grew up was tough. But I got tired. I got sick and tired of taking orders from somebody else. I sat there and I talked to my wife about it. And I said, you know, the, the next day I got out of hospital, I was like, I want to start a business. She thought I was crazy. She's like, you need to go back to the hospital and get your head checked. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. Basically. <laughs> Um, while she was asleep, I basically started a Mighty Mike Instagram. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know what program I was. I, I didn't, I just did. And even to this day, there's no rhyme or reason to the things I do. I just do. And it's working. Like, I just decided to open a gym. You know, there's, you know, because why not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is where we're sitting right now. Do you want to shout it real quick? So people yeah, can... I mean, I just opened a gym. It's called Magni Strength. A lot of people are asking me, what does Magni mean? Magni is the son of Thor, who is actually the strongest of all the Norse gods. He's even stronger than, than Thor. So uh, Magni in Old Norse means mighty. So Mighty Mike's Magni, Magni Strength. And my wife actually runs the gym just because of her... Um, well, she has over 15 years of, of experience. She's a pro strong woman. She holds records in powerlifting that haven't been broken yet. She's just, not only is she a strong woman mentally, she's a strong woman physically. And the fact that this is a, a, a female ran and owned gym, we're getting a lot of women in here. Um, um, a lot of the um, LGBTQ communities uh, is coming because it's a safe place yeah. for them to come work out, which is awesome. And where, where are we at? So we're on Lomas and Jefferson. Yeah, Lomas and Jefferson, right across the street from a dental spot, I believe. And it's working out a very tiny space, but we have room for growth. I want to open another one down the road. So, but yeah, it's just, I, I just want to do what I want to do without asking people permission. Because why, why? Why do people feel like we have to ask permission or take orders from somebody else over a paycheck is ridiculous. That's what, and that's how I run Mighty Mikes. And even now if we have rude customers we tell them fuck off you know the that that customers always right thing i think that's an old way of thinking uh, i think it's the wrong way of thinking because just because you're giving me your money doesn't mean you could treat my employees or be shitty to me at my facility you know because i will treat you i've given out free food to people if we're running if i thought we've offered bad service i'll do everything i can to take care of you but if you're gonna be shitty you don't have no spot at my facility. Well, I think that even like with COVID and, and the way people have been treating food service employees lately, just I think I think that we're starting to see that more. Like, like, hey, employees have a right to be safe and respected where they work. They don't have to take crap from people, right? And I, I think that that's a really good philosophy, especially going into this time right now where we're seeing the worst of people, I think. You know, people deserve to be treated with respect when they are at work. 100%. And this is a good time to really think about the pre-existing systems. And people keep saying, oh, we want to go back to normal. But you know what? I want to go back to better. Yeah. You know? And this is, I think, a way to do it. Yeah, this is a 100% way to do it. Um, I, I think normal was bad. Uh, normal was bad in the beginning. The company I worked for, they wanted us to kiss ass to to everybody. But there's there's always a customer behind another customer. And that I don't just want customers at Mighty Mike's. I want good people. I want to feed the food that I put love in, the meat I, I smoke. I don't just smoke meat and say, here you go. 
I, I don't know how many times I've discounted brisket or some of that because I wasn't proud of it because it wasn't up to my standards. Uh, my name is literally on the side of the truck, yeah. and I want the people that come to my truck. But man, that's that's some of the best barbecue I've ever had. Even if it's not that good, just like you know what, that mic was so cool. I'm just gonna go support him. You know, and and that matters to me. I mean, you've been a customer several times. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I am like maybe maybe bordering addict. I, my husband's like, you can't just go to food trucks all the time. And I'm like, oh, I can. Watch me. Yeah, right? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, and, and I can attest to that. I mean, there was a time, like, I think I had a mask on. I was at uh, La Cumbre. And you totally, like, picked up on, and, like, hey, how are you doing? You know, it was very friendly. It was very cordial. And it was just like, whoa, like, you were super slammed. And I really appreciated the fact that you just came over and said hello. It was great. So Yeah, because that's, that's the stuff that matters to me. Like, I, I do my best. I have a lot of regulars and I do my best to to at least engage with those guys because they're taking the time to travel to wherever I'm at and to me that's that's awesome because like I said earlier who I'm just an asshole that got tired of taking shit from somebody else and I decided the one thing that I always was good at was food um the one thing that I was smoking meat I I uh we went to go visit my wife's sister in um Seattle and her. I was like watching your Instagram slash food tour as you were going. I was like, oh man, so lucky. <laughs> I put on so much weight. But like her sister, so her sister's going through cancer and they're not heavy meat eaters. So I was like, oh shit. I was like, what, do I, what am I supposed to feed them? But she told her kids, no, this is Mike. He's like, he does magic with meat. Just watch. And I was like, wait, what? I thought, you want me to cook dinner for you guys? And she's like, yeah, they don't have no grill, no nothing. I jumped up, there was a Lowe's. I went and just bought like some backyard barbecue grill, some wood chips and some uh, hardwood charcoal. And I cooked them dinner. And the kids and her sister, that was my first time meeting, really loved the food. Her husband was like taken away. Her son was like, mom, this is juicy like a fruit, but it's meat. And it was- Welcome. <laughs> It was just like some steak that I just happened to pick up. You know, I just I ran to their Smiths or whatever. Yeah. It's Fred Meyer or something. Ran, Fred Meyer. something yeah. yeah. Okay, I think it's Fred Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. I ran over there and I just bought dinner and I there I was making them dinner on a backyard barbecue grill and I was worried because it was like those square grills yeah. and I haven't worked on one of those since I was a kid. But like if if I'm gonna have a smoked meat company. And my whole thing is meats and grills and working in fire. I better be able to perform on anything. And it came out really good. I was shocked and the family was shocked. And I'm just dumbfounded that people like what I produce, you know. So not, not only do, do people like, but, but potential vegetarians like it. Yeah. And that's saying a lot. And so I, I have a dirty secret about Lindsay that I'm going to share. Oh, you want to share it? Yeah, we're going to share yeah, I'm you, you were not only a vegetarian at one time, you were a vegan. Tell us, tell us, tell us about what changed your mind. Yeah, what changed your mind? What changed my? Are you really? You're gonna shame me? Yes, yes I am. It was college. I was broken, hungry. <laughs> That's what changed my mind. No, I ended up going to McDonald's, which is a really sad, sad thing. I, I blew it over a McDonald's cheeseburger because I was like 19 and broke, and I was like, I'm so hungry. I don't even care. All right, forget it. It's been it's been 13 years. I'm gonna break it now. And you've never gone I've back. I've never gone back. No, I I feel like. 
I have a lot of making up to do from those 13 years that I did not eat meat. So I now am like a very big barbecue person. Absolutely. Yeah. All the time. I, I ate ribs for breakfast the other day and yeah. I was like, that's a shame. Yeah, You're an adult. I'm an adult. I do what I want. But it feels good. We're, we, I, I get slack from vegans quite often, but we as human beings, as much as vegans don't want to admit it, we need protein and plant-based protein isn't there. And it's coming even from a healthy aspect. Like I lift, I own a gym. There, there was times where I would eat lesser meat, but my lifts weren't there. Like I wasn't feeling stronger. You know, Sarah was actually a vegetarian for a couple of years. Uh, that's my wife, my partner. As a power lifter, she didn't, her strength wasn't there until she came back to me. You know, and uh, you know, you need. I understand there's a lot of plant-based athletes stuff like that. For your body. I mean, if you ever watched that show alone, I don't know if anybody's ever watched that. You don't see people hunting and foraging for vegetables, man. They're out there trying to kill squirrels because they need the meat. Your body <laughs> needs protein. And with barbecue, um, I have a lot of athletes, stuff like that. It's one of the healthiest ways of meat because the way it sits on the smoker, the fats and everything drips out of the meat. You know, that's just the way it goes. Um, and if you do it right, it still stays juicy inside the meat, stuff like that. The smoke is, to me, the smoke is just added flavor. It's like an extra part of the seasoning. Um, and that's what it should for, be for other, you know, other, I don't call myself a pit master. I haven't won any awards. I haven't like got dubbed a pit master. I'm just a fat guy who likes food. I grew up with um, a lot of homies, like, you know, and living in apartment complexes. And we would get together, have barbecue, and I was always the one cooking. So that's just kind of how it snowballed into what it is now what are some pro tips when it comes to making good barbecue just make it just know what you're doing pay attention to start from the trimming brisket used to never be trimmed they would take it out it would just be fat and that's the old school way fat and my good friend josh is always telling me fat is flavor um it's true and a lot of but nowadays the new is a lot of people trim all the fat off your brisket i don't I leave a lot of that fat on because fat is flavor. But you got to pay attention to what you're doing, man. You, my biggest pro tip is love what you're doing. If you don't care about the meat, it's just not going to be good, you know. Um, I started taking off a couple, a couple extra days per week just because physically I get wiped out. What people don't see is the overnight cooking. You know, when you smoke barbecue, you know, a lot of these other food trucks, at the end of the day, they go home. They pack up, they clean their trailer, they get to go home, they go to bed. What I do is I pack up, I clean my trailer, I have to go start smoking meat. I sleep in a chair next to my smoker and just kind of hang out by the fire. Like there's, there's no real sleep. And, and, but at the end of the day, I don't clock in. I don't take shit from somebody. And, and by the, my luck, people really love the food. A 95% of them are really good people they come they bullshit with me um, they understand like when i'm busy i can't really bullshit but they're always wanting to say hi mike how's it going mike and to me even to this day it's just it means the world to me uh, my old employer never acknowledged my business he called it a, a hobby or that other little thing you do yeah, but it's turned into so much more because it's not just a food trailer. It's a community. You know, me, Tika Spice, Wow Wow Lemonade, Catalyst Coffee, and Desert Sky and the Fly, Pop Pops. We have our own little group. And, and like, I knew the chef from Desert Sky 
before I opened Mighty Mike's. I met him during my, my other job. Uh, but his restaurant shut down because of COVID. I was able to meet Bassett my first time I set up at Humble. And Bassett from Tika Spice is the nicest guy. He's answered so many different questions. And from what I understand, a lot of people say that food truckers never work in groups like we do. And, and we work well together. Um, and I don't know that. Like, this is just something I started doing because I believe in community. I believe in sharing. When I first started, I had wished that other businesses would share Mighty Mike stuff because nobody knew who I was. Um, and now, like, I'm creeping up to, like, 3,500 followers. From what I understand, that's, like, a good following. But ever since day one, I would share other people's posts, even if I haven't either, just to show, hey, man, I got you. You know, because that matters. That community matters. We've, I've done a lot of charities with, like, Iron Soul, the Little Bear Coffee Shop. Um, uh, we did Special Olympics just recently because that, all that stuff really matters. If I'm in a position to help my community, I feel like all small business owners should because that community supports us. Absolutely. You know, it's so funny. I have a, I have a little side story about that. And it's, I feel like in Albuquerque, if you hit that like word of mouth kind of thing, then you've made it sort of. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. People, when people are buzzing, like they're talking about you in their conversations, I feel like that's how you know. And so it's really funny because one time we had some friends from Denver come up and, or come down, whatever. <laughs> Denver, whatever. Um, <laughs> so we're sitting there. from Denver, they're coming up to Albuquerque. That's right. That's right. Come back up. Um, so we're sitting there, and I was talking about your food truck. I was like, yeah, they're going to be at La Cumbre. You should go check it out. It's really good. You know, if you want some solid barbecue. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we think we'll do that. And the guy at the table next to us, because we were at Slice's Pizza Parlor outside at the, on their patio, the guy next to us was like, oh, man, are you talking about Mighty Mike's? That place is so good. And they were like whoa, like, we'll go, guys, we'll go. Like, it was just so funny because it was that word-of-mouth exchange, and then they caught it at, the, at this other table, and they were, like, super excited about it, and it was, like, that sense of word-of-mouth community that you get, and I feel like that's huge here. Like, that's how people know, like, what you are and what you're about. If, if you hear about it from the community or you have your ear to the ground, people really do kind of thrive on that here, so. You know, and it's funny, too. Uh, so my background's in marketing. I do freelance marketing, and, and so many times with customers, okay, like, how, how do we get people to know about us? So I was like, we're mouth and they're like what like i thought we were gonna do like can it take a whole giant like like campaign yeah it doesn't but, and, and and nine times out of ten they ignore me and and it's like but dude that's how it works here <laughs> listen i agree with that albuquerque is not a city it's a big town yep. um and and the people the people talk and in some weird way or another you know somebody that knows somebody it's it's ridiculous like if i said something bad about somebody it might take a year but it's gonna come back i'm like yeah i said it what you know you know but but albuquerque that's what i'm learning and more this year we've only been open for going on two years october is actually our second year anniversary i did yeah thank you Happy anniversary. Yeah. You made it. Nice. <laughs> my, my first debut was, um, at, it's called Clash of New Mexico Strongest. And, you know, Sarah, my wife, she is the, um, the New Mexico shareholder for United States Strongman. So she has to hold at least two competitions per year. This year, not so much because of COVID. But 
I debuted Mighty Mike's uh, shoes holding the competition at Zia Fit, um, and those guys, uh, Jordan and his brother Matt, uh, they don't owe me no favors, but they already have a huge following, and they already have a huge community uh, in the lifting community. They're all power lifters. One of their members, his name's Isaac, and his wife Kayla um, are actually going to help me find like a building for Mighty Mike's. I don't, not like a brick and mortar, just a commissary, but like because like oh, that community. <laughs> <laughs> so, but because of them, that community, they were over there recording and shouting out my barbecue, and that was probably the worst barbecue I ever tasted. It was an overnight cook, and I was running off of three backyard smokers. It was a, a acorn smoker, an old uh, char griller smoker, and then uh, Oklahoma Joe trying to make it work i don't know what i was doing but those guys were out there you know mighty mike but nobody knew who i was and just by my wife holding that competition they're shouting us out and we grew from there and so now i just want to be like that word of mouth stuff now this year has been hitting hard more than everything you know my friend told me about this i heard about this i was over here and somebody told me so you know here i am and then you got instagram yeah. i have I have people telling me, yeah, I've been following for a year, this, that, barely, like, cool, cool. And then now they, 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 it, it took them a year to come out. Now I see them at least twice a month. It's pretty cool. That's how it works. Like, I spend money on, like, Instagram and Facebook advertising, but most of it is, like, Chef Izzy from the shop sharing a post. We are actually interviewing him tomorrow night. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. coming here today. Oh, nice. So I could train him on deadlifts. Right on. Yeah. There we go. We'll see you tomorrow, Izzy, because we're coming to you. <laughs> and, and, you know, I gotta say, best spendings in town. Shop. Oh, yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. His, everything he makes is so good. He's got that breakfast game on lock. Like, for sure. That's, like, his deal. Like, I'm all about it. Yeah. And then his the Nashville fried chicken. Oh my god. I gotta try that when I go. Oh it's so okay. good. Every Thursday is their dinners. But you know, it's that little community. Like, you know, Chef is like he helps me out a lot. Like, you know, um I order a lot of product from them. Um, and they order from their distributors. You know, because as a food truck, it's either we have to go shopping or we do will call. The fact that I could put in an order with them, let's go pick it up, it helps. But he, he allows me to do that. Like, that's awesome. But it's just knowing the right people, because there's also the wrong people. Do you have a partnership here? Because I know you go to, around to a lot of different breweries and different spots throughout the week, and you're up in the Heights now, which is really great, too, at Domingo Baca, which is exciting because there's not a lot of exciting food in that area. Sorry, I'm biased. It's just not... It's, yeah, okay, I'm going to stop there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave that where it is. But do you have a certain partnership here in town with like a business that's been really helpful or really great for you guys getting going? You know, I have to say La Cumbre. They gave us a spot with our tent. I hit up other breweries. Um, Marble was one of them. I, I feel like they're not really small business friendly because they're so big now. Um, but La Cumbre has given me a spot even with my tent. Uh, we were with Thirsty Eye. Um, uh, that crowd is more vegetarian, which doesn't really work for me. But we've been every Sunday for going on two years with La Cumbre. Uh, my buddy Josh gave me, I, I met him through my other job. He talked to Jen and even with our tent, they gave us a spot every Sunday. Um, they leave us alone, which is a big deal for me. Just leave me alone. Uh, you know, uh, do yeah, you I, do yours. Yeah, I even, I'll, I'll even go the extra because I'm so thankful to have a spot. Um, I'll feed their employees on me, you know. I guess it's not really a partnership because there's no handshake. They could kick me out whenever they want. But I've been lucky to be at La Cumbre 
every Sunday for two years, and uh, I feel like that's helped grow. Um, and then we had like High and Dry was really really awesome, but again, they're I feel like their crowd is more vegetarian esque. Um, but Andrew and his wife at High and Dry are some of the sweetest, nicest, um, and, more, and such helpful people. Like he really helped me a lot. I feel like he helped me get into the humble farmers market last year, which was huge for us. But yeah, uh, definitely those guys. Um, and then the parks with Bassett and stuff like that. I think the cross advertising and partnership with other food trucks is kind of a big deal. But right now, locally, I'd have to say La Cumbre helped a lot with my, well, just giving me uh, every Sunday place to sell. Because that repetition of people knowing where they could find me on that day helps. Like North Domingo Baca, people know we're there on Tuesdays with Foodie Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Now, on Thursdays, we have a spot in Rio Rancho, which my Rio Rancho crowd is super happy for that. Because I. Truck, man. If you're in Rio Rancho, it's hard to get over here to Albuquerque just for like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're, if the majority of what you're doing is over there, it's, that's a commitment. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's rough. And like, the lady, I forget her name. Uh, I only know her through like Instagram. But Mike from Wow Wow established us there at the uh, the Cabozone Park. We got our approval from her. We got permits from her. And and that has been great this last month of September. It grows. Uh, with my old job, I did a lot of work in Rio Rancho with the Smiths and some other small companies out there, Real Bago shops, stuff like that. And they come out and support me. Like the, the owner of Real Bago, her name is Fran, she brings her daughters and her kids and her grandkids to buy barbecue for me. My friends from the stores that I used to work at come out and buy barbecue for me. So being, yeah, that community, the community and just having that spot in Rio Rancho and being able to grow my business. I don't want to pat myself on my back, but pretty much like alone, you know, outside of like breweries help, just me advertising it, me getting out there. Um, and now we have friends that help and stuff like that. It's awesome. But I grew Mighty Mike's alone, and I take pride in that. Um, uh, uh, my wife, Sarah, backed me up a lot. She was kind of sketchy on it. And this year, I quit. Like, I quit my job. Like, we weren't, we were talking about quitting at the end of this year, but I had enough of my boss's shit. <laughs> like, I'm out early. I'm going to go eat some barbecue. See ya. Yeah, like, I was in a grocery store. and he, That's exactly. I was, in, I was at a grocery store. It was after Super Bowl. It was the day after Super Bowl. And uh, the grocery store called him bitching that we were out of product because I sold deli meat. And I was like, dude, it's day after Super Bowl. You're going to yeah, be out of stuff. Everybody ate wings all day yesterday. And be- but before I even got there, he had already called my boss and my boss was on the way. And normally when he was cool, he was just being a dick. And he was like grilling me in front of like the deli in front of people and I looked at him I was like dude who the fuck are you talking to do you forget who I am I said I will knock you the fuck out dude and he's he's like he's like what I was like you can't talk to me this way Justin I fucking quit he was what are you gonna do focus on your little thing I said fuck yeah I'm gonna focus on my little thing that was the best decision I called Sarah and I was like babe I I quit and she's like well okay I trust you We'll figure it out. I didn't have the trailer. We were still in the tent. I was getting the money together for the trailer. I said, fuck it. I found the least expensive trailer I could get for the money that I had on hand. My son, uh, Fabian, and I loaded up the truck, and we went for a 24-hour freaking car ride. We picked up our trailer. We came back. As soon as we got back to New Mexico, 
COVID, 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 COVID. I don't know how many times I sat there and I cried, physically cried, because I had just spent all my money. I quit a good, uh, uh, a job that paid me good, but t- didn't treat me good. And I was like, shit, what? And Sarah just like, I trust you. You'll figure it out. So she let me have my moment. And then we figured it out. We did prepackaged deliveries, which how I started Mighty Mike's before I did pop-ups. And a lot of customers really enjoyed that. That helped get my name out. Because people wanted, they didn't want to go. People were afraid of COVID. It, it, it was unknowing. It's, you know, people, you know, there, there's, there was a lot of fear behind it. And I was able to provide that service of food prepared to their homes. It was still good. People loved it. Um, and now, like, because of them and because of that word of mouth and because of that support, I don't have time to do deliveries anymore. I, I get a set up four times a week and we sell out almost every time, even at a park, even at BMC, the gun store in the middle of South Valley where they don't sell beer. I get a, I sell out because people want to go where my food is. And every single day, I'm so thankful for that, for them. Because like, even with this this interview today everybody was like dang you're getting interviewed you're getting interviewed and i was like i was like yeah is that a is that a big deal They're like dude it's a big deal i'm like i don't know i don't, I don't know how I, I said i don't know how it works and i was like i know i'm excited but i'm like i said i'm just a guy that got tired of taking shit and i got lucky that people i feel to this day that i'm lucky that people like my food because the taste people get tired of it you know there's businesses that go under all the time i've only been open for two years but in that two years, we've only grown. And for someone who's, I, I really don't think that, I think I'm cool and funny, but like, I don't, I don't have like low self-esteem, but that people come to where I'm at to stuff my meat in their mouth is like the best, you know? I, and I have followers, I have friends that were just customers, that they were, they were just like you. I don't know who you were, yeah. you bought barbecue. But then he kept buying barbecue and he kept coming. And then you see the in the windows on my on my, my Instagrams, you know. Barbecue's fun. Life is fun. You shouldn't have to be so serious. So, yeah, come get my juicy meat inside you. You know? <laughs> but I think people love that. I, I, I feel like I say shit that a lot of people think, but because society they won't say. And I'm over here like, fuck it, what are you gonna do, society? Like I'll say it on the podcast. There's no regulation here. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're we're, we we're we're at we're at our our our, uh, our halfway point. Take a quick break, and we will be freaking right back. This is a great interview. Look at you. What's Up ABQ is proud to be sponsored by Daisy Sticker Company. Fun stickers and affordable prices. Do you want your business, group, or team on a decal, cup, pop socket, or business card? Just contact Daisy Sticker on Instagram at Daisy Sticker Co. And now find them on Etsy at Daisy Sticker Co. 1. They'll print your artwork or design custom-made artwork for you. Add the promo code PODCAST for 10% off your purchase. Daisy Sticker Company, cool stickers and cool prices. Look for them on Instagram at Daisy Sticker Co. and now on Etsy at Daisy Sticker Co. 1. They help bring you What's Up ABQ. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast, but you're not sure where to begin or what to do, or maybe you just don't have the technical know-how to get going? 
Well, this month in October, we are offering 10% off of our Borella's Podcast Guild signups. So that means you can come to us, we will get you signed up for 10% off, and we will get your podcast going. All we have to do is sit down, have a conversation, and then we can get the tape rolling. And that's it. It's really easy. So please consider joining the Borella's Podcasters Guild and sign up this October for 10% off. I promise you're going to be so happy with your finished product. It's going to be amazing. Get your podcast started. Join the Borella's Podcasters Guild today. Learn how to join the Borella's Podcasters Guild. Go to BorellasPodcastersGuild.com and find out how to become a part of the guild by clicking on Contact Us. We look forward to having you as a member. And we're back. I'm going to tell mom you said an F word today. Uh, Fuck. There you go. Are you going to sister? We are. That's awesome. I know. You know, it's funny. A lot of people don't know that. So we always, like, they're always looking at us, like, trying to figure out that dynamic. I'm like, we're related. There it is. <laughs> we can. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about the menu. How did you decide, like, what you wanted to have on the menu for your truck? Just stuff like, I'm a fat guy. You know, um, sandwiches always. But so I understand that I have a barbecue truck that is not necessarily like barbecue. Like the meat is smoked, the meat's barbecue. But like if you go to other big box barbecue places, you get your meats, and that's all you get. And you like you get a sandwich, which is fuck, which is meat and fucking barbecue sauce on it. You know, I I like food. I like flavors. My friend Josh helped me with the coleslaw. He came up with the recipe. We don't use any mayo on any of our product. So like our, our coleslaw is a, a lime and honey based slaw. The sweet potato salad, my cousin Gabby, who actually works the trailer with me, she's been working with me in pop-ups since day one. And she's the only person that I fight with. And she's I'm gonna fucking walk out. I'm like, no you're fucking not. <laughs> You know, if we apologize and we love each other, you know, because it gets stressful sometimes. That's family, right? I mean, that's how family is. It's like, fuck you, but I love you. Don't don't be mad at me. Exactly. So, exactly, and that's why at the end of the day, before I even apologize, I'm like, hey, do you want do you want something to eat? And she goes, yeah. Or I tell, hey, do you want? And I say, hey, do you want brownies? And she's like, yeah. So you know, because she's family, like, yeah, she works for me. But she does so much for Mighty Mike's, like the sweet potato salad. She makes that. She takes care of that. Without her, a lot of the situations when we get busy at those parks, I'd be screwed. I, I can't run that. I used to run, be able to run it alone, but I just can't because we get so busy. Um, and I just hired Anissa, um, who she's a strong-looking chick, who runs a register, so me and Gabby are in the kitchen. But the menu came down to the basics. Barbecue always has sandwiches, but I wanted a delicious brioche sandwich. So we have the sandwich um, portion. And then in New Mexico, we have to have nachos, you know, and right now- I'm a big fan of the nachos. That's like one of the things I like, that's like craveable to me. Like, that's one of the things I'm like, yeah, I could try something new, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We get, I get a lot of that. But now that we're going to the winter time, I get rid of the nachos and I do Frito pies. Okay. Oh, see, that's a good trade-off. I feel like that's a fair trade. Yeah. And, and I gotta say, so you know, COVID going on, small business in in Albuquerque. What do you think winter's gonna be like? What do you have some plans? Like, so I don't know what COVID is gonna work. How it's gonna work with the COVID world? I remember last year, Gabby and myself worked out of a tent through the whole winter time, and I would see food trucks. Oh, we're chilly, so we're closing down. We're in a tent. What the fuck are you closing for? It must be nice to have that kind of money. But it's not just but it's not just like I'm closing. 
if, if I'm advertising that I'm going to be at a place, there's people that are counting on us to be there. Mm-hmm. So it's not just us freezing our ass off and sitting around. It's us freezing our ass off, waiting for you guys so we could take care of you because you counted on us being there. You know, so I, I don't know what COVID is going to be like with the winter this time. Um, I, I know last year we did okay, but I'll be I, I dropped smoke meat tamales. Um, in November, the first week of November, we closed down and we roll a couple hundred dozen tamales. I'm going to do, so last year I did a red chili, but because I was new, I had vegetarian options, which I don't now. So the chili was like vegetarian-esque. This year I'm going, I'm coming out with a brisket uh, red chili. And it's not like a Texas chili. It's New Mexico style red chili, because I'm Mexican. Um, <laughs> Uh, we just smoke brisket in it with some beans and that'll be added with our grilled cheese I feel like so we we do the muddy melts I didn't think they were going to be that big of a deal in the summertime it's my top seller um, so the mighty melts will stay we'll have the green chili or we'll have the red chili I'm trying to figure out options to do for winter time. You know, like I said, we we're always at um Recumbri on Sundays. Um, I don't necessarily have a look uh, a brewery on Saturdays because we were at Boxing Bear, but from what I understand, they're opening a restaurant next to it, and I feel like that might eliminate the fact that we're there, um, which is fair. So we just kind of float around. Might find another park. Um, I was trying to find a spot in Rio Rancho. Uh, but I could stay at the park, talk to the lady that's in charge there. As long as I have a place, I feel like people could go, and we just offer curbside. You know, you could text in the order and do like what Omni does, where they have time frames. Uh, we go, all right, you guys, you, you need to be here within this time. So that way we could just do the curbside delivery and nothing gets backed up. Um, I might move it to where it's like window pickup in your vehicle. So, you know, we're trying to figure out that way. Uh, Bassett from Tika Spice has some ideas that him and I were talking about. I don't want to throw too much out there. Uh, I don't want to step on his toes. But him and I were talking about some ideas just to keep, well, this is how we support our family. So, yeah. Yeah, so the struggle was real. We don't have brick and mortars. We don't necessarily have places to set up. Um, we understand that people aren't going to want to go to the parks when it's freezing balls outside. So we're trying to figure out ways. I, you know, I might go back to do deliveries. I don't know. You know, right now with COVID world, it's big, big up in the air. So we'll figure that out. Am I worried? Slightly. Do I feel like I'm going to go homeless? No. We'll figure it out. On a happier note, if you're, if you're not eating your own barbecue, where do you go in town? For other barbecue? Or do you? Or do you? I don't. Okay. Do you. you know, like, I... I, I, like, I eat a lot of passage food, a lot of tikka spice. I do try, like, uh, ABQ Grilling Cues. They're pretty good barbecue, and they're great people. So I, I've eaten out of their food. Him and I kind of like, joke with each other when they say, I can't feed you, I can't feed you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but there is, there is uh, uh, my friend Revs. I lied. So my friend Manuel, he, he just started doing his trailer. But he does it just part-time because he's a postal worker. He has some really good barbecue. Uh, and he's like me. He does it for the love. And, like, he, he's a postal worker, so he just does it on his days off or whatever now. Um, but I'll eat Rev's barbecue, stuff like that. He does good with his pecan. But, yeah, like, a lot of times, like, I eat a lot of smoked meat. I eat brisket almost every day, you know, literally in some shape or form. 
I have brisket for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or just as a pre-workout snack. So when it comes to like needing barbecue, I always kind of have it around. You know, I bought some C some C four Farms brisket that I'll be cooking for my kids this weekend. The spoiled little shits. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm gonna come to your house and eat dinner. <laughs> yes. So like you know, when it comes to eating other people's barbecue. It has to be local. Even when we eat out, me and my wife have dinner plans or whatever, we always eat local. And right now, since we're a food truck, we tend to eat more food trucks. You know, we, you know, we eat Nom Noms, uh, Bassett. I love Bassett, and I love his food. There's Every time I set up, I go, hey, can I get my salad? Because he gives me a curry bowl salad uh, with a little bit of rice in there, and I eat that before we get busy and I look forward to that and my employees you know my cousin and Anissa they'll get a chicken sandwich or or uh, uh, a burger from him I love super good I can't say enough about Bassett's food or we eat like you know uh, whatever's at high and dry because we're so close so we'll go there but I really try to make the trek to get Tacos La Mordida the Papa Bear Sweet guy he's new he's only been doing it for about a month Um, La Serenita I can never pronounce their name even though I'm Mexican But I try to I, I try to go and support as many food trucks as possible, and because I see a lot of those guys coming out and supporting me, and and it's a big deal. It's a big deal to support the people that support us. I, I am busy a lot. I'm like even trying to get here to to you guys. I was late, but I always try to support my peers. Um, but today for lunch, I got my kid Sharkies. I don't know if you ever been to Sharkies Tacos. Oh man, the best. So good. Wow. Now I'm going to have to go back. <laughs> I, if we eat out, we eat out quite often because we're so busy. 100% of the time, it has to be local. It has to, even our coffees. You know, Catalyst, we eat Catalyst coffee when he gets his truck back. I love his coffee. Uh, and then we're so close to Humble. So I get Humble. After you guys leave, I'm probably going to get my Humble coffee, come back and work out. I know. I found a window. I was like, Yeah, exactly. So local, supporting local for me is a big deal and it's not just something I preach it's something I practice you know the wing it up girls best wings in in Albuquerque you know there's a lot of wing places out here there's the wing stops there's Buffalo Wild Wings and I used to think Buffalo Wild Wings was good until I had wing it up those girls those ladies are just they're not, not just the sweetest human beings but their fucking chicken wings are amazing like it's like crack for me, I'm a, I love chicken wings. Happy chickens for me. Dude, yeah. happy chickens? Yeah. I'm going to give them a shot. So, you know, the local thing is huge for us. Big question. Are you ready? Red or green? You know, <laughs> as a New Mexican that grew up out here, and as a, as a man of Hispanic race, I think chili is overrated. He said it! He said it! I'll say it on record. Yes, green chili is good. I like both. My favorite, so red on pork items um, and brisket, green on like chicken and ground beef items. Uh, if, if, if I get a chicharrona burrito, it has to be the Pericos chicharrona burrito with red chili. But if I'm getting like some chicken tacos, I have to get a side of green chili you know i think red chili pairs up it's the way it pairs i don't necessarily think it enhances the flavor of food Uh, i really new mexicans love their chili 
and, 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 and it's just fair. Green chili is really good. I just think it's overrated. I don't think you need, you need to have it on everything. I don't think you need to have it on every meal. Um, I think in a lot of ways it could ruin a perfectly good meal. So that's kind of where I stand. Red on chicharrones, green on like chicken and enchiladas. Um, other than that, I, I, I keep it off barbecue. I added it this week, uh, this time. And when I only bought one bag of barbe- one bag of green chili, and when we ran out, we ran out, just because I, I don't think it's needed all the time. I think this is gonna be one of the best answers we've ever gotten. I know. Well, I have two. So I, we're getting ready to wrap up, but I have two questions. Okay. Question number one: Is there a certain type of barbecue style that you like more than others, like Kansas City or like that? And then question two is: If somebody wants to get started, maybe they've been thinking about a food truck for a long time, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know. I'm scared." What's your advice? So question one, I like dry rub, so it's more like a Texas barbecue. You know, to me, Texas barbecue is kind of boring because every rub they use, salt pepper, salt pepper, we only salt pepper. Some might add garlic, some might add paprika, they throw hot sauce on their ribs. I think dry rub is a superior barbecue sauce. I hate putting, oh, not barbecue sauce, barbecue style. I hate putting barbecue sauce on my barbecue because I work so hard to give you the flavor that it already has. But I think dry rub um, is the superior way to cook barbecue. If you have to put barbecue sauce on your barbecue, I strongly feel you're hiding something. You know. Do you know? And then the second question about doing a food truck, just fucking do it. Uh, yes, you're going to be afraid. Yes, there's so many fears and expenses into it. Bottom line, and not just a food truck, any business, anything you want to do, the only thing that's holding you back is that little voice in your head that you're doubting yourself, that self-doubt. Because I had it for years. But I finally just said, fuck it, what do I got to lose? I've rebuilt my life from scratch three times at least. You know, from rock bottom to pretty decent, you know. And this is probably the best I've been ever because I just said, fuck it. Don't listen to other people saying, giving you, you know, I had a lot of people giving me, helping me add to fear. Like, you already have a job that pays you so much. It's secure paycheck, this, this, and that. But at the end of the day, I didn't like who I was. I didn't like how I felt when I came home. Um, I work harder now with Mighty Mike's than I ever have in my life. I, I don't sleep. You know, the days off, we're still working. But I am happier than I've ever been. I don't feel like I owe anything to anybody because, like, I get to pay my mortgage off of my hard work. I get to feed my kids um, off of my hard work. Um, uh, but what I understand, like, if, and, and, and the biggest thing I understand, if I don't work, I don't make money. If people don't like my food, I don't make money. But that fear still there. Like, people can stop liking your food. But just just do it. Don't let nothing stop you. Well, you know, and, and 100% of the time, you are your worst barrier. I held myself back. More than the fear of losing my house, the fear of not being successful, the fear of people not liking my food, the fear of people, you know, of, of me pushing so many people away because I'm not taking so much shit. But it was reversed. You know, a lot of my customers like that I don't put up with people's shit. They, they stand behind it and they come out and support heavier because of that. But just just nut up and do it. Just Get your loan, put your money together, start from scratch. I worked out of a tent for a year. 
um, and now we have a trailer uh, and, and just do it. Put those fears to the side. Let them motivate you. Don't let them destroy you. That's any, any type of business. Um, we were told that we can't open a gym. Here we are. We're sitting in one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're here. Yeah. I, I don't, I, you know, I was told I couldn't, I wasn't going to be successful with Mighty Mike's. And so far it's been working out pretty good. So, you know, I say if you want to open a business, just fucking do it. Thanks so much for letting us come and talk for a little bit. Uh, is there anything else you want to share? Shout out to your Instagram, where you're going to be. Yeah, where can people find you? Oh, find yeah, you so, on social media and otherwise. Yeah, so my social media, I'm super active on it. I treat my, my, my Mighty Mike's Instagram more like a personal Instagram. Um, so if you just look at Mighty Mike's Meets um, on Instagram and Facebook, where they also have a website, which we're redeveloping. Uh, we took off our swag. But yeah, like check out Mighty Mike's Meets on Instagram. Check out Magni Strength on Instagram. Um, and just give both of those a follow if you're interested in um, getting barbecue every Sunday. We're, we're doing some schedule changing, but every Sunday we are at La Cumbre on Girard from 12 to 6 p.m. We will not work past 6 p.m. on Sundays because it's Sunday hours. We want to close down and have a beer too. Saturdays, we're normally at the BMC Tactical. Um, Thursdays and Tuesdays, Thursdays we're at Cabo Zone Park, and Tuesdays we're at North Domingo Baca Park. So give us a follow, give us a shout, and come get some food. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks. Meet Brian, just another guy from the Northeast Heights of Albuquerque. Meet Gia, just a regular girl from Moyarty. Together, Brian and Gio made a podcast. Gio, what's news with you? I've been making a lot of promotional spots. Oh, cool. Yeah. There's confetti and balloons falling from the ceiling. What kind of podcast is it? It's a great one. Listen to Brian and Gio made a podcast. Every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> on your favorite podcatcher. What they're called? Podcatchers. Yeah, they're called podcatchers now, I guess. Thanks for listening to this episode of What's Up ABQ, the podcast about all the great things, people, and places in the Duke City. Every week, we introduce you to local businesses and establishments that we hope you'll continue to support during this weird time of social distancing. If you would like to be featured on a future episode, contact us at abqwhatsup at gmail.com or visit whatsupabq.com. What's Up ABQ is part of the Borellus Podcasters Guild and is produced by Ryan Freeman and Lindsay Dominguez with post-production by Paul Nixon at paulnixonvo.com. Support local businesses you hear about on this podcast. Let us know about other ones we should feature and leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening to What's Up ABQ and we'll talk to you next week. What's Up ABQ is a proud member of the Borellos Podcasters Guild. 